You're listening to the sermon audio from Mill Creek Community Church. If you like what you've heard or want to find out more information, please visit our website at mymillcreek.com. We'll be reading from uh, Romans uh, 15, 1 through 13. If you're using the Seaback uh, Bibles, it's page 656. It's the word of the Lord. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness, in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs, and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it, as it is written. Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again, it is said, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles. In him will the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. The word of the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, your word says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. That is our prayer, Lord, to be filled with hope that only comes from you. Fill us with your hope, Lord, so that your light shines through us in a world lacking in hope. Lord, as Pastor Dawson brings the word, help us to clearly hear your message. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. To notice how I'm walking. This is after spending a week fixing Ricky's house. (laughs) I'm going to try to straighten up now, okay? Oh, I'd be glad when I get on that plane to go home. Greetings, Mill Creek. It is indeed an honor and a blessing to be here. We bring you greetings from Fairville Community Church, uh, where my pastor is uh, the Reverend Wesley Pridget. I don't know if you recognize his name, but he sang for years with the Gaithers. And so he has a beautiful voice, but I'm not here to talk about him. (laughs) Uh, I do have an icebreaker for you at any rate. Uh, I I know I've been given about 40-something minutes, and and I can actually do this service in in 40 minutes. I can do it in 15, but 
If I don't get an amen, it may take me two hours. <laughs> For those of you that was planning to go home to eat or go out to the restaurants, I feel sorry for you. But if I don't, and I normally, I, I normally, uh, I normally I don't wear my feelings on my shoulders, but if I don't get an amen, I may stay here two hours. Can I get an amen? amen. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Uh, what a wonderful pastor. I, I thank God for Pastor Jeremy uh, who invited us and uh, given us this opportunity uh, to come and share the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, it is an honor. And we're going to do the very best we can to uh, exegesis the text. Uh, what is that? Do you anybody know what that means? Oh, I just picked that up. Okay. Today we're going to learn what to do, how to do it, and why to do it. What to do? Imitate God. We're going to imitate Christ. First and foremost, Mill Creek, I am historically an Orthodox Christian that holds ordained status in two denominations. The first is the United Church of Christ, and the second is the Missionary Baptist Association. Why are you saying this? Because I'm leading up to something. And I do understand that Romans 15 is about God's calling us to put others first. It's about self-emptying and a self-giving attitude that makes our love genuine and convincing. It's about conscious issues. But first, I need to take a moment to talk about messy Christians. Oh, you don't know any? Let me introduce myself. My name is Pastor Ricky Dawson Center. <laughs> I do understand and I do know that I am a sinner saved by grace. How about you? You see me raise my hand? My first visit here, uh, I, I came and, and, and I was able to come and, and hear Jeremy preach the Sunday before I preached. And so I was on the front row and, and Jeremy was preaching and I got happy and I raised my hand like that. I raised my hand and somebody behind me said, is he trying to ask Jeremy a question? So I'm a little bit more cautious about raising my hand now. But I just got happy. Another thing you ought to know about me is that I was actually raised in holiness, Pentecostal. Where you have all these emotions and feelings that just come up, you know. I don't know if you ever heard anyone speak in tongue or not. Eat a mosquito, eat a mosquito. That, or, or don't. Okay. But I want to talk about messy Christians for a moment. 
And I, and I love uh, uh, 1 Timothy 6 and 12 says, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called and for which you make the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. After 10 years of pastoring in the United Church of Christ, I found myself in a fight of trying to unite a conference divided. The UCC had secretly funded the startup of an LGBTQ plus open and affirming church. It proved devastating to the denomination. The UCC lost multiple churches and pastors. I was one that left. I was later embraced by a Baptist, missionary Baptist church where I served for five years. Later, I felt led to serve a UCC church with a strong LGBTQ plus presence. And Christians who were fighting against open and affirming. It's get, it get messy after this. I hope you can handle it. My first encounter was with the church organist. He took one look at me. I came dressed up. He took one look at me and said, you look scrumptious. Wow. I felt violated. That's that young man there. He's too close for me to say that to him. I, I may, and, and my back, I, I probably can't run and get out of here if I said it. But I felt violated. I pulled myself together and managed to preach the gospel. But immediately after service, I called a church council meeting and he received the certified letter not to come back. Amen. I said, amen. amen. This sermon's going to get longer. <sighs> the Lord required me, I had to pray about that, you know. But the Lord required me to bear the burdens of a sinful church. Oh my God, I felt like that I had, uh, that I was pastoring down in Solemn Gomorrah. Sin was all in the pulpit, and but the preaching of the gospel was what God sent me there for. 
I had deacons that set themselves down. Amen. Because of the word. What to do? The text says that we need to imitate Christ. Romans 15, we find Paul speaking of the church of the Lord as though it were similar to a choir. The great task and privilege of this unique choir is to sing praises and to the glory of God. Let me help you. I really need for you to hinge on what I'm trying to get to. I'm going to use this unique choir as an analogy. So we're going to use this unique choir as an analogy. So I want to invite you to be a part of this choir. And I want you to know that you have now stepped into the practice. You're here. If you're here, you're part of the practice. Amen? You're in choir practice. And I've been to Rick's choir practice, and you, you, you know, you got to pay attention in the choir practice. So Paul he spoke of Romans 15 as though it was a unique choir. What to do? Imitate Christ. First one says that we must please others, not ourselves. So if you're a choir member, you've got to do your very best to please the person next to you. I'm talking about that, pers that person that's, that can't carry a tune in a bucket. <laughs> oh, my God, you mean to tell me I got to put up with this? He wants me to sit beside. Mm. We've got to learn how to please others. Verse one. Verse two. And for it's for the good purpose of building up our neighbor. How in the world are you going to ever build up the person next to you if you don't ever take Christ? Verse 3. Why? What to do? For Christ pleased others, not himself. Why should we imitate Christ? Because Christ pleased others. He didn't please himself. So we're in this great choir. This, the first point, what to do, this is the music. I've just invited you to come and hear the music that 
that, that we're going to be singing later. Amen? So you're just, uh, I'm inviting you to listen to the music. What is the music? Imitate Christ is the beautiful sound that we're hearing. The word, the word is telling us to imitate Christ. We must please others is the, what the muses are saying to us, not ourselves. In the lyrics, it's, it's telling us it's for the good pleasure of building up our neighbor. Amen. How many just would understand that if you, if you please somebody, that you could build them up? If you just deny yourself and, and think about the other person, oh, you Oh, how you could just build them up. And then Christ is our great example. Christ pleased others, not himself. Mill Creek, are you bearing one another's burdens? Are you building up the body of Christ? Are you helping today? We're in this Quiet practice together. Are you helping one another? <laughs> Can you help them get on key? A little bit off key. Come, someone yeah. might have to move. Uh, uh, altos. Where are my altos? Tenors. We're just all over the place. The strong and enlightened ones must tolerate. I love that word. Tolerate. And bear with the weak and less enlightened brethren until they too become strong in the faith and knowledge. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to, to, to unite in a way that, that, that our voices might come together. That the weak might become strong. Amen. We got a weak session a section over here, and sopranos are weak, but our altos are strong, and our tenors, they're trying to get together. Amen? Are you able to follow this analogy? This is the music. We're only dealing with the music. And the music is telling us to tolerate one another. The verb tolerate means to allow the existence. Mm, 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 mm. Sometimes we have trouble in our home or trouble on our jobs and we just need to allow the existence of it. Amen? We don't need to fix it, just allow the existence of it. God is calling us to bear one another's burdens. He's calling us to, to carry and, 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 and to tolerate. And that's, that's, that's tough sometimes. Hmm? I mean, someone pass you on the road and whip in on you. Oh, gosh. Give you the... Finger? Oh, that's not, that's not, that's not in your mouth. Oh. 
Or maybe you're in the parking lot and you've been waiting and waiting for these people to back out and you're going to get this park at, at, at Walmart and just when you get somebody fly in. Oh, do I get out? Do I take my coat off? <laughs> do I get this straightened out or do I tolerate it? To allow the assist existence, the occurrence, the practice of, the practice of what, Pastor? Something that one does not necessarily like or agree with. I don't, you mean to tell me I got to take this? I really have to tolerate? I've got to put up with this? He keep looking at me. I remember when my children was riding, my grandkids riding together, and they sitting there, she looking at me. And the girl over there with her phone, she ain't studying, you know. She looking at me. The key word in this, something that one does not necessarily like or agree with, but the key word is without interfering. Without interference. Can you allow uh, 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 things to happen around you that really just get up under your skin? Can you allow, can you tolerate that? Can you bear that? Can you do it without interfering for the sake of lifting up your brother. All right, I love that. I love that. I got a response. <laughs> Amen. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. Hallelujah. I get praise. How also Christ the Lord went, wants us to bear one another's burden. To bear means to carry. I need help. I need somebody to carry, to take up or even to take away or to carry off. Question for application. How much can you carry? How much can you carry? You look like some very uh, beautiful Christian, patient folk, but how much can you really carry? And I have the answer. I wrote it down. Absolutely nothing. Completely, totally, utterly, perfectly, entirely nothing. Can't carry it. Isaiah 53 and 6 says, For, all, for we all have, uh, uh, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone from his own way. And the Lord had laid the, of he, on him the iniquity of us all. It was Christ 
that went to Calvary. It was Christ that bore our burden. You are not able to carry it. Woman came to Jesus and said, uh, I want to know, uh, can my two sons, one of them, sit on your, when you uh, set up your throne, can one of them sit on the right and one sit on the left? He said, can you drink this cup? Oh, yeah. No, you can't. We can't drink the cup. Absolutely not. Completely, totally, utterly, perfectly, entirely not. We are not able to drink the cup. And that's the end of the musical. Amen. This was just the musical practice. Practice two. Point two. How you do it. How you do it. Point two. In doing through his word. Paul was encouraging his readers not to neglect the thing that were written beforehand. The Old Testament, because it, in its pages, the strong would learn patience in dealing with their weak brethren. And be comforted in reframing from the liberties of the good for the good of others. That was the music. Now here is the practice. We're in practice now. You got a chance to listen to the music, the melody. Now you get the words. Amen. We are practicing the words. These are the words that, 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 that you ought to sing. This is the unique choir. And these are the words. One of the things you're going to have to do in order to learn these words, you've got to be patient. Amen. We've got to be patient one with another. I mean, you might be singing one part and I might be singing another part, but we've got patience. The text says in verse 4, how to do it is through the written. The word was written for instruction. Second practice. We're in the second practice and you're getting instruction of what you're going to sing in point three. Amen? And I can really preach a long time in, in, in point three if I don't get amen. amen! If I don't get praise the Lord! Oh, Jesus! And now, and the other thing about this, this is the true text. Amen? 
I'm about like uh, the uh, uh, the Grinch. The Grinch said, "I'm leaking." <laughs> I know I had a handkerchief, but so we're in the second practice, the practice of learning the words. How to do it. Endure through the word. Respond to the words. Listen to instruction. I had the opportunity of being in my son's choir practice. How many understand that there is going to be Instructions. If you're in Ricky's choir practice, say mine. And they're going to be steadfastness. You're going to be steadfast. We're not leaving until we get it right. <laughs> Amen. How many know that it's a sin to leave until you get it right? I love that child over there. Uh, I've always preached with uh, my children in the, in the, the uh, congregation, and it never bothered me. You could cry, you can get up and carry them to the bathroom. I'm good. The next thing that you, you find in, in verse 5, live in harmony. Amen? So there's got to be Harmony. If we're going to sing this great song, there's got to be harmony. What key are you all in? Amen? If you was in Ricky's choir uh, uh, practice and you sang something that, woo, was out of key, what key was that? And so we are here. And I want to know, is there harmony? Amongst the Christians. Amen. The text says. Live in harmony. With one another. Paul still speaks to us. Like we are this unique choir. You need to have harmony. In accordance. With Christ. Verse 6 says. So with one voice, glorify God. Oh, my God. We're, we're having a good time. You know, you do have a good time in the second practice when you're able to sing. You've heard the music, point one. Now in point two, we get a chance to sing. And we hear the melody and harmony. Oh, this harmony is God's house. Amen. There ought to be harmony in God's house. They ought to be united. We ought to be united in God's house. No fighting. No messy Christians. So y'all want me to get off the stage, right? <laughs> Question for application. Do you find it hard to live in harmony with repentant believers? Do you find it hard 
to live in harmony with, with repentant believers. And if you're having a problem of, with that, then I'm in the wrong place. Because Romans 7 and 24 says, Oh, wretched man that I am! Who will deliver me from this body of sin? Thank God I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm a repentant sinner saved by grace. Are you having a problem with me? Oh, I'm not going to jump on you. I know he was yawning, but he grabbed himself like that. I said, okay. <laughs> First Corinthians 15 and 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. What we're doing in this practice is not in vain in the Lord. Our coming together to sing God's praise is not in vain in the Lord. Thank you. Another man that amen in me. Woo, pushing me. Is the analogy of this unique choir. Is that helping bringing this message together for you? It's helping me. So, how you do it, endure through his word. Listen to God. Live in harmony. And with one voice, glorify God. That's the text. That's 15, 4 through 6. That's it. That's what he's telling you to do. He's telling you to listen to instruction. Live in harmony. And with one voice, glorify God. Now, I do want you to understand that point one and point two were practices. We was in practice. Point three, I need you to come on, wake up, because now we're in worship. Amen? There's a difference between practice and worship. Practice. It's all coming together, trying to incorporate the right sound, the right approach to God. Now he, we are here. And the word of, God, of the Lord said that he inhabits the praises of his people. We are in worship now. There's no need to practice. Point three, 
why you do it. Why you do it. That's easy. It's for the glory of God. Amen? We are here for the glory of God. And I know and I understand that this is a church that come to hear the unpacked gospel. You want to hear the pastor exegesis the text and you are willing to apply that word to your life. I just need you to go a little farther today. I need you to practice it right now because this word is calling on a people to glorify God today. Amen? Not tomorrow. Not just go home and think about it. Not just go to your small groups and uh, we're going to hash it out again. Mm-hmm, I heard, did you, mm, did you hear what he said? We're in worship. God inhabits the praises of his people. Verse 7. Welcome one another. Isn't that what we do when we come to church on Sunday? Isn't that what we do when we come through the doors? Someone's there to welcome you. Welcome one another. Oh, we're getting ready to get started. We're getting ready to have a good time. We're getting ready to worship our God. But I want you to feel welcome when you come through the door. I feel all right. I feel something. Oh, I'm not in the hole of this church. Let me calm down. Breathe in. Breathe out. Calm down. I can't calm down. I'm here to worship. And, 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 and some people say, well, you know, it don't take off that. It might not take you all that. <laughs> it may not take you all that. But... I had a head on uh, a head injury when I was four years old. Bicycle pillar came down in my brain, and 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 it was over a twelve-hour operation to save my life. That was when I was two years old, four years old, and then when I was nineteen years old, I had. Gas explode in my face. I had second and third degree burns my entire face, my entire top of upper body. Burns, second and third degree burns. They put me in the hospital and said I would be there from six months to a year. God healed me on the seventh day. I had skin color in my face on the seventh day. They released me from Cape Fear Burn Center in seven days with skin color. You may not have a reason to worship him. You may not have a reason to praise him, but I have every reason. And, I'm, and, and I don't have to talk about what he done way back then because last year, God healed me from COVID. I almost died with COVID. I laid in that bed and the worst thing that I could do in that bed was try to breathe. When I take a puff of air, it felt like an elephant was sitting in my chest. It was painful. It was ugly. 
God healed me last year from COVID and cancer. I had two battles last year, COVID and cancer. Oh, I was a member of the cancer center. I, had, I was going so regular, they gave me a little cold. When I went in, I just put, popped my little cold in, and I was registered. I'd go to my treatment area. And for an entire year, people would look at me, because I didn't look like I had cancer, but I felt like I had cancer. The things was happening to my body. They said it can't be nothing but cancer. There's no way you can be this sick. There's no way your blood and your, 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 your enzymes can do what they're doing except cancers in your body. They searched me from my hair to my toenails. And, and people would say, patients would say, with what stage cancer are you in? And I would say for a whole year, I'm not in any stage cancer. Amen? And at the end of the year, God healed me. They found no cancer. Now, I know my son is the choir director, but I've got to outdo him. I'm here to get his job. Please help me. If I can get two or three more to raise their hand, if I can get somebody to say hallelujah, I, th I think that'll be enough. Jeremy will look at him and say, I think you, you, you're the person that we need. <laughs> Point three. Glorify God. Verse eight. On behalf of of the truth of God. What is the truth of God? That he is Christ the Lord. He is the Messiah. Verse 7, verse 9, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. That we should be converted, saved from our sins. To give God the fruit of our lips. Who in the world? We're talking about you. He's talking about me. We are this Gentiles. God went to Calvary's cross and died for our sins that you and I might have a right to the tree of life. So Paul, Genesis 22 and, and, and 18 says, And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thy have obeyed my voice. Are you obeying my voice? Are you willing to praise God and bless God? This is the question for application. How much praise and glory has God reaped from your lips from the mercy he's shown to you. I'll say it again. How much praise and glory has God reaped from your lips from the mercy he's shown to you? 
Paul again emphasized that the Christ, the Christ came for both Jew and Gentiles, 9 through 12. And to back up to verse 10, he says, Rejoice, O ye Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles. We are in worship. And Paul is, 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 is the director and he's begging the people to rejoice. Verse 11. And let all the people praise him. It's about worship. Point one. Practice. The music. Point two, the instruction. Point three, why we should do it? For the glory of God. We shall worship God for the glory of God, for all that he's done for us. Amen? Before I completed my work, at my last church, God gave me a revival. I was able to preach the, work, the gospel and people were saved and converted. The organist, he fell asleep one night behind the wheel on the way home from a revival that he was doing. Had an accident, his mom died in the accident, I attended the funeral and I had no problem embracing him. And he was so thankful that I came to him to help him carry his burden. Mill Creek. How much are you able to carry? God bless you is my prayer. If you like what you've heard or want to find out more information, please visit our website at mymillcreek.com.